Hello and welcome to a new episode of Wavelength, the official Brave Wave podcast. This is your host, Mohammed Tahir, and with me today, I have Alexander Aniel. Hello, Alex. Hey, good evening, or good morning. How are you? Pretty, pretty good, yeah. So this is a kind of a special episode because we'll be mostly talking about Resident Evil 7. And both of us have played it. Uh, it leaked in Kuwait something like a week early, and I <laughs> bought it from here and sent it to you via DHL to Japan. And I remember when I went to DHL, um, I told the person, I told him, like, I just want the fastest shipping that you have. And he told me, well, if you're lucky and they don't hold it in for customs, he will get it on Friday. But if they do hold it in customs, then he might not have it until Monday. And I told him, well, <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> the game would have been out by then. I think it would, I think it's coming out on, on, on uh, Tuesday. But anyway, yeah, I'm glad mm. you got it on Friday and, uh, yeah, I mean, actually, uh, the original delivery date was Thursday in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, but I did get unlucky and they did hold it in customs. Mm. Uh, but luckily it only took about a day for it to clear. So I got it on Friday morning and then I ended yeah. up playing the game through the weekend. So it's Sunday night now. So it's been quite an eventful few days for me, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty glad that you're nice enough to uh, send that over to me, like on such short notice. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, you just came to me. You told me I think, I think Resident Evil Seven has leaked in Kuwait, and I went straight to the shops and uh, uh, managed to find one. At the uh, at the like when I first went, everyone was telling me that the game is not out yet, mm-hmm. um, and that's just because I went a little bit early, so not all of the shops are open, and the few that were open they just didn't have it so they were trying mm. to sell me Resident Evil 5 and 6 and Revelations <laughs> and I kept telling them I want 7 I don't want these wow. games and it just waited for a little bit longer and then all the all the better shops opened and, and I got it for you but um, I didn't mean for it to be such a hassle for you like no 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 I'm I'm really glad that you that you got to play it I remember sometime last year you told me Whenever Resident Evil 7 is coming out, I need to take that day off. <laughs> I just want to focus yeah. on playing the game. Resident uh, Evil games are Brave Wave holidays, <laughs> as far as exactly. I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's we we made it we made a deal when we started the company. Um, we <laughs> I will not work if there's a Resident Evil game coming out. Uh, That's understandable. So, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's. Yeah, I, I kind of knew it would. Sorry, I kind of knew it would happen based on the Final Fantasy fifteen leak. So yeah, expect to have me over in Kuwait when RE eight's about to come out. <laughs> yeah, now 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 you shouldn't <laughs> be just scheduling your uh, your vacations whenever we whenever there's a game you want to play because yeah, sure leak. Um. So, uh, before we delve into our Resident Evil talk, uh, I want to talk about MacFest because you attended the show with uh, Saori Kobayashi and Yumiko Takahashi, the bands of Dragoon Ladies. So, yes. tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, MacFest is probably the biggest uh, event dedicated to game music. Um, mm-hmm. It's held in uh, Washington, D.C. in the U.S. every year. Uh, January or maybe February. And I think around 20 to 25,000 people come. Mm-hmm. And 
Uh, I actually did join the organizational staff as their Japan representative,、uh, along with one other person, Sterling.、Uh, mm-hmm. And we together work on liaisoning and ensuring that、uh, the Japanese performers have a smooth show. So,、mm-hmm. uh, Saori and Yumiko were allowed to perform because,、um, you know, it was kind of a last minute request. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I think we ended up asking them in September when normally you're supposed to prepare much earlier than that. But, you know, Saori has had perform-、uh, successful performances、uh, outside of Japan before,、uh, most recently Japan Expo. So we used that as a model and we ended up、uh, getting together a very interesting、uh, combination of musical performers. So that would include the two Akane members,、uh, Kobayashi and Takahashi. And then we grouped them with a very nice cover band called Triforce Quartet.、Uh, usually they play Zelda music、mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of Nintendo stuff, but you know, this time they were very happy to try music from the Panzer Dragoon series、uh, and music from Terra Magica as well, the, the album that Kobayashi released last year. And then we, we, we brought in a flutist named Lauren Leibowitz and an amazing percussionist named、uh, Doug Perry. So, if, if you're into game music, you probably should know who all these people are. So, it was the quartet, the flutist, the percussionist, and the two performers. So,、mm-hmm. yeah, they performed at Magfest.、Uh, they had a 50 minute stage show, and it was phenomenal. And I think probably their best performance ever. Wow. And I've, I've heard, yeah, I've heard Kobayashi san's music countless times, you know, while doing Terra Magica and while arranging for her Japan Expo performance. And I think this was by far the most well done,、uh, the most, I guess, alluring, most visual, not visually, but orally or alive performance that they've ever、mm. done. And I think it's because everyone is not only really good at what they do, but, you know, Kobayashi san is actually a master arranger. <laughs> She can definitely figure out what kind of instruments、uh, are needed to make a performance、mm-hmm. sound good. She's an excellent mixer, as you are very well aware. And、mm. it was just amazing.、Uh, and the, do, you think, do, you, do you think it's better than the Japan Expo performance? Yeah, yeah,、uh, definitely. Definitely.、Okay. Um, for, for various reasons. That's, that's not to、um, criticize any of the performers from the Japan Expo one, but、mm-hmm. uh, I think with MAGFest, the staff allowed everyone to have more rehearsal time. It was a、mm-hmm. much easier venue to deal with. And the coordination、uh, that Sterling handled was also very well done. So I think it was a success. And what surprised me the most. Was the amount of people that actually came out to see it.、Uh, I, I don't know. Did you, did you see the video, Mohammed, on YouTube? I did, yeah. Yeah.、Mm, it's amazing. Yeah. And you should, you should have seen the audience. They were so into it. I just think、uh, that, you know, Panzer Dragoon has never been about the actual sales numbers or the actual popularity, right? It's, you know, in, in,、uh, among the Brave Wave lineup, which includes stuff like Mega Man or Ninja Gaiden or Street、mm-hmm. Fighter 2, right? Panzer Dragoon was always the one that was always quality over quantity.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, the, yeah, the amount of people that came out probably、uh, is the largest audience Panzer Dragoon is ever going to get for anything. 
Because, uh, you know, the games, they came out on the nichest possible systems ever with the most right. limited print runs. Um, so the first three were Sega Saturn games, and that system definitely did not sell much in the United States. And mm-hmm. the fourth game, Panz- Panzer Dragoon Order, was an Xbox-only game, and it's not compatible with any game hardware uh, that's been recently released. So these games are pretty much lost to history for the most part, with a few minor exceptions, um, mm-hmm. like the first game's uh, recent vinyl release from Data Discs and... Uh, the, I guess the, the Crimson Dragon, I guess it's not like a direct sequel, but it's more of a spiritual successor. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I definitely recommend that people come out and, uh, find the, find the concert on YouTube and just check it out because it it was phenomenal. Um, Uh, I I will have it on the show notes so people can just go to the episode's, uh, website, uh, bravewave.net slash wavelength and you can find it and you can also find uh, Akane's album and uh, Kobayashi-san's Terra Magica album you can listen to them after you watch the video but it, it was a phenomenal performance I agree I loved it yeah there was I think one song from Terra Magica at the beginning Bravehearted uh, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite tracks I think that's your favorite track isn't it it's one of my favorite I think my favorite is maybe Mother Okay, right. Yeah, the vocalist, Eddie Ito, wasn't around for that, so they didn't perform that one, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Bravehearted, and then um, two songs from Crimson Dragon, and then one song, the main theme from Panzer Dragoon Saga, and then the main theme from Panzer Dragoon Orda. So, yeah, definitely check it out, guys. And if you really like uh, game music, Magfest is the show to... Uh, to go to actually Mohammed, I wanted to talk to you about a person I met there at Magfest um, this was mm-hmm. my second Magfest but I met a guy from Kuwait named Aziz really and he is like to me he's Mohammed 2.0 because <laughs> you two are very similar um, <laughs> in that you two love game music and you're both really into it and mm-hmm. he like you was very generous like he actually invited all of uh, all of us in the Team Japan, uh, the Team Japan group to dinner, mm-hmm. and then he actually ended up uh, paying for it, which couldn't have been cheap. <laughs> so every literally <laughs> yeah, everything he did reminded me of you. But then the funny That's part is he he knows of you, but he doesn't know you, obviously. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would recommend you hit him up as soon as he gets back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, this is a surprise. Well, the funny thing is I met him first last year at uh, Manami Matsumai's panel because she had, she had done a panel discussion that I interpreted for when she had done her MAGFest performance last year in 2016. And the mm. funny part was that uh, when he introduced himself, he said, Hi, my name is Aziz and I'm from Kuwait. And then, you know, Manami and I were like, yeah, we know, we know where you're from. <laughs> And he was actually quite, he was actually quite surprised when I told him I had actually been to Kuwait and that the the the, the guy who's actually behind Brave Wave is from Kuwait, you know, because as you mm. probably mentioned before, like Kuwait's not exactly, uh, I guess, a mainstream. Well known, that well known, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, usually, you just you, uh, usually I have to direct people and tell them it's the country that next to Saudi Arabia is the country that's below <laughs> Iraq. Right, it's the country that, that got invaded by Iraq. Right? Exactly, it's, it's yeah. what most people might know it for. So, 
it was just kind of funny how he he basically you know took your place. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Just like even even during the dinner, like you know we we you know he he invited us to dinner originally, but then mm. you know we had other dinner plans, so I just brought him along instead. Um, but then he ended up paying for the entire thing while everyone wow. was having dessert. Like he he didn't wow. he didn't want me to reject his uh, offer, so he ended up doing a sneak attack. So <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, this is this is such an Arab thing to do because in Kuwait, if, if I like just stand and tell my friends I'm paying everyone's gonna be fighting about who's gonna pay because oh. everyone wants to pay so <laughs> it makes sense oh. for him to just think that oh and um, for people listening who might be a little bit lost um, actually when Mohammed first visited Japan in 2013 he brought um, Indian perfume that's very commonly sold in Kuwait and he gave that as a present to all of the people we had met on that trip and the funny thing is Aziz brought the exact same perfume or cologne. Like really? Same smell. Uh, <laughs> he didn't bring the boxes because they were too heavy. But he's yeah, like, have you have you ever smelled this perfume before? And I'm like, yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very famous famous thing we have, which is the oud and the perfumes and the incense. Yes. Which I know yes. that Japanese also use a, a different kind of incense, so it's, it's it's not a totally alien thing to them. But it's, I just right. love it, and I do. I don't understand that a lot of people just don't get <laughs> perfumes altogether, let alone Arab perfumes. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's funny to 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 really say that he did the same right. thing. Right? Yeah, it was just really funny how like. The, this this spitting image of you is at Magfest, um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, you really you really should not miss another Magfest, especially next year, given know. you know what what we're kind of planning for it. Um, I know, I know. I, I can't say anything yet because until you know agreements are signed and things are decided, you know, we can't we can't say oh this will definitely happen. But um, people should expect Brave Wave to have a very nice presence at future Magfest events. Um, especially now that I'm uh, their Japan representative, so you know I kind of have a big say in what what will happen, and uh, hopefully we can get some of our artists on board in the mm -hmm. future. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. and if you go down the list, you'll see that two of our performers have already done it. So who's next? I'll leave the guesswork up to you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely a great show. So yeah, check it out on YouTube if you have time. So with MacFest, with this MacFest talk, um, I think uh, we're clear to go and talk about Resident Evil Seven, and I think mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited for this discussion because um, I used to love Resident Evil games back then. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I played like the the buzzly ones, which are the first one and two and three, called Veronica and the remake and zero, but I stopped at four. I didn't play four. Um oh really? Yeah I didn't play four. I didn't play much of five. I finished six only only the Leon Campbell and I didn't like it. But with you mm -hmm. it's uh you have played every single game, you have finished all of them a gazillion time times, you know everything about every game. So mm. I'm really interested to hear you talk about Resident Evil. Um I think um I think that this is I mean, every release have been um weird or different in one way or another so with with four uh, i guess shinji mikami wanted to um 
try to take the game into a new direction. Um, I assume because maybe the Resident Evil remake didn't sell well, maybe because it was exclusive to the GameCube, maybe because people were tired of that type of game. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but, um, so four did a new thing and then five, uh, from my point of view, looked like a continuation of four and then six went the action horror path instead of being like a survival horror kind of game. Mm. So every one of them feels to me like it tried to do something different and that have annoyed some people and some people were fine with it. But seven to me looks like it might not feel like that, but it looks like the most drastic changes because of the shift to first person view. So what do you think about that? I have to wonder if what you just said, like that last sentence about it being the most drastic shift is actually true because I've, I've already beaten the game twice. Um, and if you're as familiar with Resident Evil as I am, uh, you'll notice that a lot of the, I guess the, the parts of Resident Evil 7, like I, I don't know if I would call them tropes or motifs or elements or whatever you want to call it, but a lot of it is you know, draws from the pedigree of the Resident Evil series to the point where, you know, I, I was writing, uh, I started writing my review earlier and one sentence that I have is that, what I, one sentence that I wrote is that there is simply no way RE7 as a game could be made had the previous entries never existed. Yeah, I agree. Firmly stand behind that for many reasons. Uh, there are parts yes. of the game, specifically the beginning, that are just... uh that harkened back to remake and parts of Resident Evil 2 and obviously Resident Evil 3 as well. Um, mm. I mean, I don't know how, how far we can go without spoiling the game too much for people, but... I think the best thing to do is to have like this first half of the recording just us not mm. spoiling anything and then we could mm-hmm. just uh, start spoiling. We, we will give you a warning before we spoil anything, so don't worry about it. We won't show yeah. anything for you. I mean, we, we won't talk about like the story or the ending or anything yeah. like that. But it's just yeah. more more in terms of the game's design and direction and yeah. what 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 it draws from is that's what we're that's what we're going to talk more about. So there might be some spoilers, but probably won't be too bad. Uh, but yeah. yeah, like the the DNA from remake in the first two thirds of the game is just undeniable. Like both yep. visually, uh, yeah. The layout of the stages, the amount of time you spend in one place, the backtracking you have to do, you know, the the fact that going through one door will lead you back to where you were at the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. All these things are so similar to what was done with the original Resident Evil and with the remake that, right. um, you know, it, it like it's obvious that they had referred to that game. Uh, I think, you know, after a remake, HD did very well. I think that mm-hmm. game sold a lot better and was reviewed a lot better than people were expecting. So I think they definitely drew upon that. Um, and then there's the last third of the game, which does pick up in terms of pace. And that game is definitely Revelations-like. Uh, mm-hmm. That is undeniable, especially since they both have the same director. Mm-hmm. Uh, Koshi Nakanishi. And things start to get a little more dramatic in terms of the storytelling and the, the stage itself. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like 
you know, it, it's like the game could have been called Revelations Three, and I probably wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have batted an eye. Um, mm. The progression and the motifs too. Um, this might be a little spoilerish, but I don't think it's such a big deal because if you played the demo, obviously you're, you're going to know about this um, this motif. But there are the videotapes uh, that allow yeah. you to go back to the past and mm-hmm. kind of experience events that have happened before the actual game itself. And that reminded me a lot of the flashback sequence. The, the flashback sequences in Revelations, the original. Mm-hmm. Because that mm-hmm. game was kind of jumping around back and forth in time, and mm-hmm. uh, there were, there were reasons uh, that there were story related reasons why they were doing that, as well as trying to set up cliffhangers and such. But I found that the videotapes were like another form of that time traveling mechanic uh, that that was so integral to the storytelling of both Revelations and RE Seven. So. You know, I, I, I think that was a pretty subtle similarity, and I'm not quite sure a lot of people are going to catch that until mm-hmm. I until I mention it. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and then there's also the RE3 uh, similarity. Yeah, yeah. I, I just just like just before recording the show, I have played the first hour of the game mm. in VR I, I finished the game without VR because it is way too intense for me to, to, to play for the first time in VR yeah. and, um, not, not even Capcom recommends you do that so yeah, yeah I, I, mean, don't, I don't blame you what I what I think is really interesting with Resident Evil 7 is that um, when you first play it you really don't know what to expect because mm. with other Resident Evil games or even like if you play Silent Hill you kind of have an idea of, okay, so, uh, I have a gun, I have ammo, um, some zombies I will try to escape from, uh, the ones that I can't, I will just shoot them. And like, y- you know what to expect from a, a, a Resident Evil game that's focused on exploration and, and solving puzzles. But with seven, just because it, uh, especially the first hour, like m- maybe, two, three, four hours in, you will start to see the design. But right. in the first hour, you have no idea what's happening. You don't know what to expect from the game. Um, you don't know anything about enemies. Like, are there enemies? Mm. Is this a game that's just about a ghost? Like, you have no idea what to expect, even if you have played the demo. I mean, I played mm. the demo, but even then, I didn't know what to expect from the game. So uh, I, I played the first 30 minutes of VR, but then I quickly realized this is a very bad idea because mm. um uh being in a first person view means it's kind of i mean it just puts you in 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 the shoes of the character which means i mean as you're mm. as i'm moving my head uh of course with the vr headset uh my character is doing the same so it's not like it's a third person view like usual and that made it more intense for me and just because i couldn't decode or read what the design is it was difficult for me to realize like okay will this game suddenly start spawning ghosts and 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 freakish stuff behind my back and if so i mean i just didn't know what to expect so i just removed the headset and uh and uh decided to play it without vr but uh just Mm -hmm. now when i've played the first hour with the vr headset after finishing the game uh, i i did notice uh something that really reminded me of resident evil 3 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I won't go more into that, but I find it really, really interesting how they managed to mix the feeling of Resident Evil 1 or Remake and um, not just the feeling, but even the visuals because Resident mm-hmm. Evil Remake, if you play it, one of the things that you will constantly find yourself to do is just to just stand and look at the beauty of the design. Uh, uh, yeah. Everything is really just so beautiful to look at and uh, at times it, 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 i mean this this is my favorite thing about resident evil is that it it feels the old resident evil games they are heavily directed you have camera scenes at, at specific angles and mm-hmm. that allows uh, I, I would guess this allows the the uh, developers to just use all the tricks in the back to just make it as good as it looks so even though this is a totally different um diversion from remake because you know you're in first person view you can't control the camera and everything it still looks incredibly good i i, I love I, I love the visuals and, and the art direction and mm-hmm. i love how how it mixes stuff yeah, from absolutely. resident evil 1 and resident evil 3 and then uh like at the first hour or maybe the first 30 minutes it to me, it feels like it's its own thing. Like it's 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 not hearkening to any previous Resident Evil game. And this was such a strange and amazing experience to me because even though I'm playing a Resident Evil game, I have no idea what to expect. And this raises the tension and and made it much more terrifying to play because you don't know what the game is about. You don't know what the game is trying to do. You don't know what the game is going to introduce to you, unlike all the previous games. And this made it a really, really refreshingly terrifying experience to me. I mean, I, I couldn't play it alone. I, I had my sister with me all the time. Yeah. I just I just need a real person with me in the room. Uh, I want to freak out with someone with me. I don't want to freak out alone. And uh, like whenever for my sister wanted like bring juice or water or, or tea. I just pause the game. I can't play by myself. It's just way too intense. I, I think it's, it's the most terrifying uh, Resident Evil game I played. I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, Alex. Oh, I mean, I, I think it's definitely very terrifying. And it's terrifying not because, um, you know, I've become more squeamish over the years. That's definitely not true. Um, I have a relatively high tolerance for, uh, horror games and i actually played silent hill before mm-hmm. i played resident evil when i was maybe 11 or 12 so it's just that the game does rely on a lot of jump scares uh and you know given the the first yeah. person perspective things are popping out from the side you know if, if, if this game had a third person perspective you'd see yeah. these things coming from a hundred miles away yeah. but you know with first person you just don't and you know it's 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 spencer mansion style hallways that turn that have that have corners and mm-hmm. lots of like holes in the ground and you know there's a lot of opportunity for things to come yeah. crawling out of the woodwork that you just can't see in the first person view so i think mixed in with a lot of dramatic audio work like screaming and you know uh like yeah know, like deranged sounding characters in the game i think that all comes together to make you know, even the most, even the toughest people probably at least a little spooked and at least feeling a little bit uneasy. The, 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 at least as far as I'm concerned is that once you actually experience all these things once, um, there's very little variation to, 
what actually happens on future runs. So, you know, it's, it's, if when you're playing Resident Evil 7 for the first time, and you really have to, I, I, I would say relax, um, mm-hmm. don't rush it too much, and just kind of take it in one by one. And then, cause you know, you, you, you only, yeah, you only, like, you only get tricked once, right? And then when you start playing in the future, uh, you'll be used to it. So, I mean, I, I don't know, like, I haven't had a chance to play Madhouse mode yet, and to be honest, this was probably the hardest Resident Evil game to play on normal, um, <laughs> because uh, I, th- I think I think Capcom designed the game so everyone's got to die a few times, uh, especially since the tips are on the loading screens, so mm, it's, it's, it's really interesting. But yeah, I mean, going back to the comment you made about the visuals, yeah, it's... Definitely the remake art style. Like the lighting is very similar. Um, there's a similar amount of detail. Mm-hmm. Like even the furniture is very similar. <laughs> Everything mm-hmm. right down to the details, like the types of paintings and yeah, it's just, I, I think they really drew from the best of the series. Um, and the worst, I would say. But yeah. Um, at the beginning, um, as I said, the game really doesn't quite tell you what it is exactly. The first hour feels very experimental and feels maybe a bit more, uh, uh, maybe draws from, uh, maybe, maybe the indie horror titles like, uh, the amnesia games and all of that. And I haven't played them. So I'm, I'm only talking uh, from what I expect. Um, and from what I read, but then it, it mm. slowly starts feeling like a, a Resident Evil game. Um, you know, as you, as you, as you just start finding, um, some aspects that I'm just trying to. I mean, actually, actually the opening was like, I felt like, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but the opening seemed ripped out of Resident Evil 4. Really? Um, so I guess if you if you've never played Resident Evil Four, then you know maybe this might be a bit of a spoiler. Mm. But um, it's basically character driving up to where the game is about to take place, mm-hmm. and then he explores for a bit. Uh, he finds a clue as to the whereabouts of the person he's looking for. That's kind of common between both games, and then you end up getting knocked out by the big cheese, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought even that was like very RE4-like. Yeah, yeah. So it, um, it seems like <laughs> it, it takes a lot of inspiration from all of the Resident Evil games. Even, even the, the, is it the Gun Survivor games that had the first person? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I actually was trying to get at when I said it also draws from the worst because at its core, when you strip down both games, they're kind of similar. Mm. Uh, they... They're both first-person games in the Resident Evil world, and the first Gun Survivor for the PlayStation, uh, it was definitely more action-oriented. Like you had an infinite, you had infinite uh, ammo for the guns in that game. Mm. But the perspective in how you explore the worlds and how you progress through the levels is actually remarkably similar. So I would be very surprised if no one on the dev team had thought about Gun Survivor. Uh, <laughs> when they were developing Resident Evil 7, because even even when the first trailer came out, like I thought, you know, there were some uncanny similarities. Um, and that, that's not indicative of, of the quality of the game. Yeah. Because uh, Gun Survivor was a very uh, poor game in a lot of respects, even, you know, when, when it first came out. Uh, I, I think I, I applaud them for experimenting with 
the Resident Evil formula and try to do so- and trying to do something new with it, but the mechanics were not well designed. The graphics were pretty poor. Mm. Um, it came out like a week before Code Veronica did, so it was quickly forgotten. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, like definitely the, the perspective uh, at its core definitely um, can trace its roots to Gun Survivor. That, that's that, that's definitely not in doubt. Yeah, um, I I remember I played Gun Survivor when it came out, and I. I remember if you wanted to turn like it, 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 it takes these sharp angles. So it's not like a, a, a regular FPS and that moving the analog moves the character smoothly and slowly. I think it's just like if you hit the analog, it just moves it in a specific angle. And it, it, I mean, I, I didn't like it back then. I don't, I don't know whether it's good or bad. I just, something about it felt wrong to me. The reason for that was because the game uh, was actually designed to be controlled with the gun con controller, uh-huh. the light gun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, because CRTs aren't very common, uh, you can't. You, it's probably very hard to experience that game with the gun con today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that 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 explains why the, there was no smooth turning mm-hmm. because the gun con had limitations. You know, you couldn't actually control the character uh, in. I guess not in not in or in detail or very yeah like minute adjustments degrees right right the adjustments are very wide because of the gun con that's I don't I don't think we're I don't think people are missing much because the game is still pretty bad but I think uh, yeah because the the North American version didn't have the gun con compatibility I think the European one might have um, I'd have to double check because I haven't played Gun Survivor in years. One thing I want to say about about Seven is that when they first announced it and and um, they said that it's going to be in first person view, the like the first thing that I thought of is, well, I mean I I know that President Evil uh, did the first person view before, but this doesn't feel wholly original, and I felt a little bit disappointed that they're trying to do what the independent developers are doing with the horror genre instead of trying to do their own thing and try to innovate it by themselves. But now that I played it, I can definitely say that to me personally, I think the game doesn't disappoint in that regard because it does still feel like a Resident Evil game. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, if you like Resident Evil when it delves into the, like the, horror and the isolation parts in its games i think this first 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 person view does a really good job at just heightening the sense of of uh, danger and horror and just making you feel like mm. you're alone in the world and even though all the previous resident evil games like the classic ones really did a good job at making you feel alone i think ha- making it in the first person is not necessarily better it just puts you and the shoes of the character and just makes it much more terrifying. And maybe, maybe that's something they realized when they, um, started playing all the different horror games and they got more ideas about, uh, how they could implement this, uh, this first person view. And, uh, I think they did a good job with, uh, with, uh, you know, tying up all the different weapons. Um, uh, the fact that you can guard with L1 and the fact that right. uh, you can crouch. So, uh, one thing about 
one one thing I like about guarding is that um, I mean it's it's a really simple thing. Sometimes an enemy would come charging at you, and previously you would just think, okay, well I'm just gonna lose health now. While with guarding, you would just lose uh, less health, and it would kind of make it feel a little less terrifying that a monster is just charging at you. And uh, um, I haven't really thought about it deeply, but I I I like that it's there, and I like that whenever I feel like, for example, if I'm cornered by an enemy, I don't feel entirely helpless because charge uh, the guarding does feel like you're actually doing something instead of just surrendering yourself to an enemy attack. And um, I think I think they were successful in implementing a first-person uh, view in a mainline Resident Evil game. Um, I wonder what right. I wonder what the Resident Evil fans in general will think about the game and will think about its uh, continuity with um, uh, the franchise and the story in general. Um, and maybe because I'm not um, well versed with the Resident Evil universe, I didn't quite understand how the story uh, connects to the previous games. I know that uh, someone like you, Alex, who knows everything about the story and the characters uh, uh, is probably uh, picked up on a lot of the maybe uh, conversations or maybe hints about how this connects to or the other games, but when I, like, when I was playing, I just, I was constantly thinking that this is a, such a really good Resident Evil game. It might be a little bit different, but just because it does feel familiar at a lot of times, it, it just made me feel good because with Resident Evil 6, I felt like I was playing an action game and, uh, five, um, I just saw my brothers play it. Uh, I didn't play it myself and it did feel like it's more of an action game. It's, it's not like Resident Evil 6, but, uh, it did feel more like an action game than four and the, and the previous games. While with seven, it just feels like a true survival horror game that's really, terrifying at every level and in, in every turn and I miss that about Resident Evil mm. yeah I, I definitely agree about the the block mechanic or the guard mechanic rather um, actually I didn't wrap my head around that until maybe like the maybe the second to last boss fight and I didn't realize how integral it was <laughs> actually to surviving because and this is actually uh, a, a, a thought process I picked up from the first Revelations, but I kept wondering, like, where's the dodge mechanic, right? Because there are certain fights where I just kept getting hit, and I'm like, this is bad design because there's, like, no good way to avoid getting hit. But I found out later on that the guard mechanic is, the, I guess, the 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 what's standing between you and, you know, getting, you know, pummeled to death by these yeah. monsters. And, you know, once... It's 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 definitely probably one of the biggest differences in terms of the actual gameplay and uh, your approach to how to fight bosses. I th I think that it's definitely something very interesting. But yeah, I also agree that you know RE six does take a lot of mental and physical strength and endurance to play through properly. Um, it's not really a game that you can just pop in and play casually. Um, you I mean thought seven. actually Resident seven? Resident. Yes, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought. You know, I thought RE6 and RE, even RE5 to some extent, were very good to play. Like, if you just, you don't have that much time and you have yeah. um, just a few moments to kill, but you don't 
want to be bored, you know, playing RE6 and playing, you know, one of the Ada chapters or something and just getting through it quickly with infinite ammo, I, I think RE6 did a good job in terms of satisfying that particular urge. But RE7 requires commitment, even yeah. on a replay. Like, you can't mm. just casually play Resident Evil 7 and then just blaze through it. Oh, I agree. The game tosses so many moments where you really... You have to stay on your toes. You can't just, you know, nonchalantly approach, you know, certain certain boss fights or certain... Um, even just exploring, even just like the, the, the yeah. simple, the simple act of exploring, it, you you don't know you don't know what to expect from the game. You don't know when because with with the previous Resident Evil games, maybe because I I, I played them and played them a lot that I uh, I'm very conscious about this. But sometimes, like you would solve a puzzle. And nothing would happen. I mean, it, you you just solve that puzzle, and maybe you you got an item, but you know in the back of your head that. I know that enemies are respawning now. I don't know where, but I can expect enemies. Whereas with with Resident Evil 7, you just don't know what to expect. You don't know when you're going to see enemies. You don't know when something is going to creep up on you. And that makes uh, uh, playing the game for the first time such a, a stressful job because it's 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 not an easy game to just uh rush through and uh it took me about 10 hours to finish the game i think it took you eight hours alex uh yeah i mean if if you count yeah parts that i had to do over again yeah about mm. maybe eight hours probably a little under that so it's it's definitely a short resident evil game i would argue it's probably shorter than the revelations games <laughs> on on a first playthrough <laughs> Uh, because it's very quick. And once you beat the game once, you know, you can actually draw comparisons with the remake in terms of like the, the parallels in area advancement, backtracking, area mm-hmm. size. Like I, I would be surprised if like there was, there was physically more game area to explore in seven than there was in just like one of Chris's chapters in RE6. Cause it's a very lean, lean game. Um, it, it relies on you visiting the same rooms over and over again and uh, yeah. doing a lot of backtracking. That's right. It's it's very localized in a lot of ways. Whereas if you had taken the same environments and put them in RE6, it would have been maybe one chapter, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. One thing I, uh, I liked about it is that when you play something like uh, Resident Evil Remake, um, you will notice how big the mansion is and sometimes it takes you like it takes you a few tries if 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 you're not memorizing the the mansion to figure out okay so when 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 did i find that place with that for example piano or statue where i need to put this thing into and then you have to just go and revisit a lot of rooms and a lot of places until you find it whereas with Resident Evil 7, because, uh, uh, the, 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 the places that you play are the different places that you, um, play are compact. Um, I, th- I, th- I think they're really well designed. Um, they might be small, but, uh, the design of the puzzles and the basing and the flow of the game was, um, really well done that, uh, I never get the feeling that the game is suddenly, being very slow to progress or that, or that I'm hitting a wall and I don't know what to do or, or I don't know how to solve puzzles. 
uh, I, I found it really easy to, uh, uh, not easy to play, um, uh, but the puzzles don't really, aren't really hard. Um, and no, I they're think, not. They're not. Yeah, yeah. they're really easy. They, uh, they feel natural to solve. Like the, they don't expect a lot from you. And uh, whenever you get something, you usually know what you're going to be doing with it. Um, that could be seen as a bad thing. Uh, I understand people who might find this uh, this uh, solution to solving puzzles or the solution to designing puzzles it could feel um, too simple for some people. I do understand that. I, I however, I did enjoy its pacing and its flow maybe because um i just like the general presentation of the game and what it tried to tell the story and how it tried to focus itself on on specific areas for a short amount of time and jumping between them instead of just um giving you uh, a big mansion to solve not that that's a bad thing i think both of them are interesting and good uh, solutions uh, i understand people who might uh, like and dislike the other but i i think um even though it's uh, it, it does feel different and at the same time the same than the previous Resident Evil games because it takes a lot of clues from them, but at the same time, it kind of gives it to you in a slimmer package. Um, and right. uh, I wonder if people are, uh, will find themselves um, disappointed by that just because it's not as sprawling and, and big as, as, let's say, Resident Evil Remake or Resident Evil 2 or any of the older ones. Um what did you feel about about like the size of of like the places I, that you just, explore? Just a ment- mental, just mental calculation. There are probably fewer than a hundred rooms in mm. RE Seven. I don't know if yeah. you agree. Maybe it's a bit more, but it's yeah. I would like say. Goes, I would say. Yeah. I think it's it, yeah. It goes a bit under. I, I would say yeah. there. Are, I would say maybe like the castle area in RE4 is even bigger than all of RE7. It's a very slim game, but it, I think it, it makes for a very focused experience that doesn't get diluted because you're going between all these different areas. Yeah. Like one of the, one of the most common criticisms with, with RE4 was that by the time you got to the island on the second, uh, disc of the game or the second part of the game, People are like, wait, there's still more. Like, I just want to see the end of this game. But with RE7, they, they're very careful. Um, you don't spend too much time in any one area. Mm-hmm. And even within one area or one level, there's multiple areas. Yeah. Right? So, you know, and they're very careful about sending you between areas with just the perfect balance. Yeah. But regarding I the puzzles, I, I do completely agree with you. And I think you described it better than I could that, you know, they're not particularly complex. Uh, in in fact, there, I I would say like the the puzzles are Resident Evil zero caliber. <laughs> They're not like yeah, you know you you you'll know how to solve them if you've played previous Resident Evil games because that they did draw from the same absolutely the same the same uh design yeah. if you will. I mean, I think with Resident Evil Zero, you know, people didn't like that game because maybe it was too similar to other Resident Evil games. And in this sense, maybe it's a bit better, but maybe because we haven't seen these puzzles for 15 years. So maybe it might feel good to some people. But I think objectively speaking, there's like very little complexity. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if there's a good explanation for why the... (laughs) 
the game's setting has all these weird hidden passages <laughs> and traps mm. and whatnot. Mm. Uh, puzzles weren't bad, but I do agree that they are very easy. And uh, for example, been a bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, when I played the remake, um, and uh, it, 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 at that time, it's been a long time since I played the original Resident Evil, and of course, the remake introduces new things that sometimes, like I, I would actually just stop and think okay what am i supposed to do now like i I, i'm not exactly sure what to do i'm not exactly sure what to do with this item maybe i'll just now put it in the box and think about it later whereas with seven you feel like the basing like it's designed to like it just flows it just flows it doesn't stop i i think they were successful at making the game feel like um it's just moving all the time even like even though um just like you would expect from a survival horror game it's a slow game and and it's nature just because you're exploring and you're moving slowly and depending on the way you play the game um for example i'm i'm someone who's always terrified so whenever i enter a room i do the first thing i do is i close the door because i don't trust the game <laughs> and i i, I don't know maybe, <laughs> maybe someone will come from behind me so i always i always every single time i open a door i go inside the room i just close the door behind me mm-hmm. and then um uh, i just walk slowly and try to look at in every direction and whenever i i hear any sound effect i just move and um in that sense it, it does it is a slow game but at the same time in terms of how it flows and, and how it feels internally that, that that you're progressing through it. I think they did a good job at that, even though there are no uh, challenging puzzles. Um, there is really not a, a difficult section mentally. Um, I that that didn't annoy me uh, so much, just because maybe because I was satisfied with every other aspect. I thought the combat was mm. good. Um, I thought. Um, um, the, 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 the way they handle, um, giving you just these horror, um, tricks, uh, either by just frightening you with, with like splashing something on the screen, which is a cheap trick that even movies, uh, do sometimes. Like, it, like I think uh, in general, I liked everything else that the absence of challenging puzzles didn't annoy me that much. Um, uh, and it was yes. interesting to, uh, and I think that the perfect, the perfect maybe word to, to describe the puzzles is that it's, it does feel like class, classic Resident Evil. It feels like what you remember Resident Evil is. Uh, like if you haven't played Resident Evil for, I don't know, five years, um, you have an idea of what a Resident Evil puzzle is. So when you play seven, you will get that feeling. But if you like, if you actually go and compare the puzzles in like remake or Resident Evil 2 with, with, with the Resident Evil 7, you will see that it is much, um, in general, it's a much simpler design. That's not necessarily bad. The simple doesn't mean bad. It's just um, a, a, another way of of approaching uh, uh, puzzles. And uh, in general, I, I I wasn't too put off by that. I think they 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 place more e- emphasis on the exploration aspects, and I think the yeah. puzzles are just a means to an end for yeah, you know, you're right. You know, getting you to move throughout the world mm-hmm. uh, and. You know, I think a lot of them are there so that you're kind of out in the open and in danger. Uh, and, you know, if you don't solve these puzzles soon enough, uh, the enemies will come come back, right? Uh, I think people know by now that Jack Baker is kind of a nemesis-like creature. Um, yeah. And he 
he does uh, emerge every now and then. And if you're not uh, quick enough to find the items that you need, he will probably come out and uh, go after you. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think, you know, that's why maybe the puzzles aren't necessarily the most comp comprehensive out there. But I think, you know, it, it's a good check on your ability to proceed through the game. And I think it, it, it does its job. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to criticize the puzzles for being too simple. It's just that that's not, you know, uh, comp, uh, perplexing puzzles isn't necessarily the point here. Yeah. It's, it's more yeah. like you got to go from point A to point B. They're not going to let you go there in a straight line. So go find something in order to uh, make that happen. So yeah. I think the puzzles, uh, maybe they do actually work to the game's advantage. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, I was, uh, you, you mentioned something uh, a few minutes ago. I'm trying to remember what you said about um, the game's pacing, like compared to uh, remakes, Resident Evils. Yeah, but I, I oh yeah, I, I wanted to mention that unlike any other Resident Evil game, there's really no break in the gameplay at any point. Mm -hmm. for cutscenes or anything of that sort. That's right. Um, the classic games would often transition into uh, pre-rendered cutscenes, so that kind of acts as a like like a break between two sections. But in Resident Evil 7, that doesn't really exist. And there are cutscenes, and there are points where you will temporarily lose control of the character, but everything is done in first person. So... yeah. You don't you don't get this sense that you're pulled away from the experience even temporarily. Like you're always part of it. You you never even see uh what the main character looks like till the very end of the game. Yeah. Do we actually get to see him? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, at the very end. Um there's a part where Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I remember, yeah. I remember, yeah. And and even then you don't you don't see much of it. You don't. Yeah, it's like it's like a blink and miss. Yeah, kind it's, of it's really, really very interesting. And one thing that I liked uh, is that, like, even when you like find those videos and you play them, it doesn't play a video. It it it's supposed to be of like a video or, or a flashback, just like you said. But you actually get to play that. So mm. indeed, the game just doesn't take a doesn't take a break. And in the few instances where like there are um 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 scenes that you don't control, like I don't know, a conversation or whatever, it's not that long. Uh and that made it feel like a different kind of Resident Evil game. You don't have this this um relaxing conversation between Jill and Barry or or bit like no. and actually this is something I like about Resident Evil is that you play I mean, the, the previous Resident Evil games, you play, uh, like for an extended period of time alone and you're just killing monsters and it does feel, you, d you do feel so alone. And then suddenly you find one of your team members, uh, and just a simple conversation starts going and, and you just start talking with them. And it, it did always feel good to me when I find any uh, non-playable character and, and then I find my character, whether it's Claire or Jill or Chris, just talking uh, with them. And, and it, it it feels like a good way to, to break those uh, solitary trips of you uh, uh, going through the game alone. Whereas with Resident Evil 7, it's different. It, it does it in a different way. Uh, right, and I, absolutely. And I really find that uh, very interesting. Um 
Oh, I just want to mention there were a few annoying load times <laughs> in the yeah, game. Maybe yeah. that that might be the break. Uh, I have no idea if those are intentional or not, but it did seem a little out of place that. Especially, I think uh, going in and out of videos, uh, going in the videos doesn't take that long, but getting out of the video to like to the game is just it takes so long. It's really annoying. I yeah, I thought like my 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 console froze <laughs> the first time I experienced that because it was like yeah maybe forty five seconds to a minute where I'm like okay yes. did my game yeah. freeze because I mean that that's happened to my PS4 before <laughs> with a yeah. different Capcom game and I'm like uh oh yeah hope it didn't freeze but then you know it kind of just bounced back eventually uh, yeah uh, if if you play on a PC if you have an SSD or even if like if you have an SSD on the PlayStation Four um I expect these loading times would be something like 80% less but it did feel it did feel uh, annoyingly long at times it's it's impressive the game's engine because there's no loading between any area whatsoever i mean they they got rid of the door sequences of course uh but even RE6 and RE5 had points where you know you had to have both characters at the door so you can go in and you know let yeah. the game load but this game they don't do that uh they it's just you know i guess in theory you can go from the beginning of the game to the end without any loading uh it, it i don't know how they get that done there must be some kind of programming technique with the engine but i thought that was also very interesting i agree and and one thing that i like is that of course so resident evil is known for its door sequences when you go to a door you press x and they just cut to the door being opened and uh even though like this is not here what they did with this game is that if you go to a door and you press x like the door would just be open a little bit mm. and then you can press x again and it will open itself fully to you mm. so sometimes sometimes i find it useful to just like press x once and there's like a small crack and i could just look inside and if i see like mm. monsters or anything and um even though of course it's, it's totally different than before it does feel like a good way to honor the old uh the old resident evil look and that uh i don't know it, it, it's new but it does feel like it has some of the old blood somehow some way but i do love that there are uh, because they got rid of those door sc screens, it means that going in and out of rooms is just super quick, super easy. Uh, it feels smooth and, um, there is no hard cut to the game. And, mm. uh, one thing that I really love, I'm glad they did it, uh, is that when you go to a save room, a beautiful music would start playing and you would, you always feel like, yes, I need this music to play now because. Yeah, you know, you're safe if, <laughs> if that music is playing. Yeah, it does feel good. And I remember at, at one point, like midway through the game, I was really playing in a stressful, stressful uh, location and I was just moving and just being afraid. And then I see. Uh, a small, I don't know what to say. It's not, it's not a house. It's, it's a small. I want to say building and 
I was going slowly and then I realized that the building had lights inside and my first thought was this is a safe room and I went rushing and I opened the door and it was a safe room and it just felt so good wow, to yeah. to f- find find a, a safe room and the music started playing in this in this bleak uh, setting and and this is a, a classic Resident Evil thing um, the, the the music itself the track the theme um, it's very different uh, from all the uh, mm. uh, previous Resident Evil games. Uh, the previous Resident Evil games relied on melodic uh, piano pieces, whereas this one is more uh, ambient. It has a guitar in it, and it's just very different from the previous Resident Evil games. I can see, I can, I can, I can understand people who might feel disappointed by it just because they might be expecting some melodic music similar to Resident Evil 1 and 2 and they will see that it's it's different than that, but I thought it was applicable to the game. Although, I wonder what yeah, you think. Yeah, the soundtrack. I mean, it definitely it leaves it leaves a much more. It's more impressionable than yeah. RE four, five, and six. Uh, yeah. the, the thing is, I don't I don't know if I like it as much as the Revelations games. Uh, I, I can't like aside from the Aunt Rhody song, which isn't even like an original song or, or it's not an original Resident Evil song. It's, it, it's, it's an existing, um, I don't know if you call it a lullaby or folklore uh-huh, yeah. song or whatever, but, um, yeah. that's like the only memorable theme in the game. And I actually think the save room should have been, uh, uh, an ambient instrumental version of that, um, yeah. to kind of maintain the theme. But <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not bad. It's just that I can hum every Resident Evil save room theme off the top of my head, but this one you can't. I like after two runs, I still haven't even figured that out. Figured that out. Even even the most forgettable one zero, I can still remember what that sounded like. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, um, I I like the thing about seven is that I like the theme is stuck in my head. I love it. Uh, but it's the it's, it's the kind of theme that you listen to but not hum. It, it's it's just difficult to hum because it's very ambient and it's not melodic as the previous ones and and it's it's really difficult to sing. You can't sing it. It's, it's just it's just a totally different uh, kind of track. Um, I, I I I am glad that they didn't use the 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 the. The yeah, song, really the, uh-huh. just because that one is really terrifying to me, and um, oh, I, I, I don't right. like it. And it, it does have uh, like you, you do hear it a few times in the game where it's just unsettling. So if they use that, sure. there, it would just uh, yeah, that's uh, a good know. point. Yeah, I guess I guess that does make a lot of sense because it's not supposed to be like a good song. It's supposed yeah. to make you feel even worse than you already do. Um, yeah, given yeah. how it's used in all the trailers and whatnot. That that's a, that's that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Um, I th- I think I think the soundtrack. I mean, I'm really interested to listen to the soundtrack by itself, just because. Um, I think almost all the tracks were just ambient, a uh, background kind of music, like nothing bombastic, no action, uh, heavy stuff. Uh, maybe only with the bosses. I don't really remember. So I look forward to listening to it and judge whether it's a good ambient soundtrack just because I, I i really can't remember much of it that that's not necessarily a bad thing it's just um they did a different thing and with ambient soundtracks when they have themes that just flow in the background 
and you're not supposed to notice them. Maybe they, they're just there to provide mood and setting to the, to the surroundings. It's difficult sometimes to, to really remember them. They, they made you feel something at the time, but then not exactly meant to be easily recognizable from the first listen. So having the soundtrack would be a good way to probably judge whether like this is, um, uh, a good, soundtrack to listen by itself like is this a, a good soundtrack in the first place but it's definitely much different than all the previous resident evil games i find yeah um I'm, I'm still not sure how i feel about the soundtrack but there were yeah there were a few subtle remixes of previous resident evil games um mm. including remake and i mm. i want to say there was an re2 theme in there somewhere maybe i'm just misremembering uh but yeah it yeah, I guess as a music company, we're supposed to talk about the music too, but that's probably the, the, the one thing I can talk about the least because I just don't know how I feel about it yet. I agree, um, yeah. I agree. I, agree. I it's, think it's, it's the, different. Yeah, the, the, the soundtrack is out on Apple Music the same day as the game's release, so I think that'll mm. be a good opportunity for people to listen to it standalone and figure out you know what they uh, want out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to wrap up our thoughts before we delve into sp- Spoiler territory. What mm. did you like the game? Of course, think- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's uh, you know, fifteen years after zero, or you know, if you want to throw in the outbreak games after that, you know, thirteen years later, like it's it's just refreshing to have a Resident Evil game where I'm not, you know, where the, where two characters aren't constantly talking to to each other and you're not blowing things up every five seconds. Yeah, it's, it's it's good. Um, there are some mechanical problems with the game. You know, we we kind of touched upon this when we were talking about the guard mechanic. Uh, mm. But I, I, one thing I don't like about the game is that the boss fights um are obviously taken from more recent Resident Evil games. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those definitely are don't don't really come from uh the original games. Maybe yeah. with one exception, there's like one stage that maybe you can liken to uh, one of the remake boss battles, but uh, mm-hmm. it like the aiming is also a little clunky, and it doesn't and the slow the slow nature of the aiming doesn't seem to jive well with some of the more intense boss fights. That's probably my only complaint. One thing I did immediately is I went into the options and I changed the camera speed and the camera something else to 10 and to fast. And that made it uh, faster to just move and turn around. But even then, yeah, um, you have a point. It's, it's a, Sometimes it's a bit difficult to aim on the head when monsters are just yeah. moving. Yeah, and, and there's, n- there's no way you can compensate for the movement you can't you can't anticipate its movements um yeah. whereas like maybe with re4 i guess one of the best things about that game is that the aiming was superb like the aiming system like you can you can master the aiming and you can definitely become very good at it because you can kind of make the system work for you but with re7 i haven't gotten the same feeling mm-hmm. um that said the, the 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 actual combat feels very revelations like like Revelations on 3DS was notable in that it had first-person aiming as one of the options, and mm-hmm. uh, there are the, the the monsters are a little similar at some points to Revelations, so it, it feels a lot like that in terms of you know how you fight monsters and such. Uh, but yeah, it, I would I would go as far as say maybe it's not quite as good as those games either. 
Mm, interesting. That could be by de- by design. Maybe they're saying, "Oh, you're controlling someone who has no combat experience, so you should, um, you know, go through those difficult moments together." But uh, yeah, that that was probably the most difficult or disappointing uh, aspect. And some of the boss battles were a little gimmicky for my for for my taste. Like you had to go kill the boss a very specific way, or else you would probably die. Uh, yeah, and I wasn't such a big fan of that either. I don't know how you feel about those. Um, so in general, I thought it was one of my fa- favorite Resident Evil games, and mm-hmm. um, I think it's difficult to properly place it. Uh, like, like, do I like this more than this or more than that? Just because it's new and it's so much different than the previous ones that it's a. Bit, I would just need more time to let the game. Settle in and, 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 and replay it a few more times. But, um, like the general feeling that I got from Resident Evil is the exact opposite that I got from, for example, Final Fantasy 15. With Final Fantasy 15, most of the time when I'm playing, I would think like, I hate this game. I don't like this game. This is the worst Final Fantasy oh, game. Oh, yeah. Whereas, <laughs> Those tweets were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas with Resident Evil 7, sometimes I'm playing and I'm just thinking, God, this is the best Resident Evil game. And mm. it doesn't necessarily mean that this is the best. It just means that I had such a blast playing the game that when I finished it, I, I, I felt like I, I thought it was a really good game and I thought it was a good Resident Evil game. And, um, I, maybe, maybe I can like comment on, on the bosses. I didn't like them that much. Um, but in general, I liked what they did with the game and I, was pleasantly surprised because it, uh, I had such, uh, low expectations when I heard about the game. And even when I played the demo, I just kept thinking like, this just feels like, uh, an ND survival horror game. This doesn't feel like a Resident Evil game. Maybe this is a good thing. I, I, I don't know. Maybe this will be, will turn out nicely. But when I played the game in full, I think it takes um good elements from those indie games. I think it takes good elements from the previous games. It does have some disappointing stuff, but in general I I really enjoyed it and uh I'm really happy that I that I liked it because I was disappointed with six a lot. I I don't like action games. Um I didn't play five, but in general I didn't uh I never felt like I wanna play it, even though I mean, I know I know people who like it, who enjoy it for what it is. You should co op that I think actually. Like, yeah, I, I really wanna time. play it in co op. Yeah, yeah. I I do wanna play it co op with you and with my brother. Actually just today mm-hmm. my brother uh, recommended that I, I should play it in co op. And when I played remake when it came out, it just made me want a new Resident Evil game in that style. So I'm glad that we got 7 and that we also have Resident Evil Remake 2 coming. I hope that's going to be good. I'm super excited for it and I think it's a good time for Resident Evil to have something as as new and different as 7 as well as having something recognizable like 2 which we still don't know much about and and I'm probably just excited for it. I I tweeted about this earlier, but I like if if R if RE2's remake had the same gameplay as Seven, I don't think it would be humongously different. I mean, obviously there would Mm. be differences, but it wouldn't. Like it would be much closer to the original source material than or an RE4 style game would be. You think so? Uh, So yeah, well we'll see what Capcom decides to do. Uh, Yeah, nobody knows anything about that game. 
Do we know when it's coming out? Is it this year? Is nope. it 2008? Mm. Oh, oh, nothing. Um, you know, if, if I had to guess, and I have no uh, basis uh, at all for making this guess, but if they want to have it out on the 20th anniversary about a year from now, maybe mm. they'll try to aim for that. I mean, mm. it, it does seem a bit soon after RE7, especially since they want to do DLC chapters uh, throughout Yeah, I want to talk about that. Uh, is it like are we getting more story stuff yeah there's there's one there's one da dhl <laughs> dlc uh <laughs> coming up in may called not a hero and it's going to feature one of the characters in the game that uh was featured only in a cutscene. i guess we're in spoiler mm-hmm. territory now right so if yeah you know if you don't want to get okay. spoiled skip yeah this okay part. <laughs> so so from here on out we will just be delving into everything we saw from the beginning up until the end so it's better to just pause the episode now come back to it when you finish the game and um don't yeah. don't ruin the game for yourself don't even listen to the first few minutes because it's really good to play the beginning of the game without having any idea about what it is so yeah Story let's, wise, let's delve yes. into the the spoiler stuff so story what right. what about the dlc the ending, right? Um, do you remember uh, the Redfield guy who is totally not Chris Redfield? Yes, and of course that's not Chris. But who is this guy? I, it's I, I think it's Hunk, and I think a lot of uh, the community agrees because uh, it looks like Hunk. We know Hunk is the guy in the series with the mask. You remember Hunk, mm-hmm. right? From yeah, Mario from 2? Resident Evil Two. Yeah, we we saw how his face looked like in Umbrella Chronicles, and. Looks a hell of a lot like the guy in the ending in the mm-hmm. ending scene, and you know, as you know, Resident Evil Vendetta the movie is also coming out, and that features Chris, and Chris looks the same as he's always as he always has. So yeah, they're bullshitting us, and it, it's not working. <laughs> but yeah, the, the not a hero DLC is going to feature that guy. So 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 why did he say Redfield? Like, is this his last name? I don't know. I think maybe he's impersonating him. Uh-huh. Um, Interesting. I, okay. It, it's really weird because, you know, Resident Evil dealt with clones uh, before, right? I mean, you played Resident Evil 6, right? So clones are yeah. obviously yeah. like something. <laughs> um, and I was thinking maybe it was another Ada Wong, Carla Redames uh, uh-huh. uh, thing. But then it does not look like him at all. Like it, Yeah. Like it, if it's supposed to be the same person, they didn't even try. And I yeah. think no, uh, I think it's clear that they don't mean Chris just because right now. I mean, I I love the new Chris design, and I think um, if they wanted this guy to be Chris, it would have been really clear. Like, I mean, that's, if that's they wanted this Chris to be Chris, though. yeah, oh, yeah, God, yeah, no. they, they I, would they 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 would have gone for the shock factor to make you think, holy shit, this is Chris, because they would have put a guy that looks like Chris, but this this guy is not Chris, and we know that now. Um, right. I do wonder, key. I do wonder how well this game ties to the Resident Evil universe because aside from that Redfield guy and from seeing the umbrella logo, um, is there mm-hmm. anything else that ties it to something else in the series? There are subtle, uh, e- I, I, they're not Easter eggs technically because they're out in the open, but there's like a, there's like a book written by Clive O'Brien. He's the, the former head of the BS was it the BSA um, in Revelations, and then there's actually a file that that's a newspaper article written by Alyssa, who was one of the characters in the first Outbreak game. So interesting. 
aside from those two and maybe like one reference to Raccoon City, I haven't found anything. But it's it's obviously related to uh, yeah the other Resident Evil games. In fact, uh, apparently there are. I don't know if these are rumors, but like even the the Umbrella Core game that came out in the middle of last year, that that terrible. Uh, no offense to our friends at Capcom, but that game is pretty bad. <laughs> um, there's like some story in that game that might have ties to Resident Evil Seven. Who cares to be honest? Because that game really like was not worth much time or effort from anybody. So I think mm. you know. Similar to RE4, RE7 is a setup game where you you uh, kind of see the initial direction of what they're going in with the future of the franchise, and then maybe the next game will tie it back to uh, the previous games more often. We might get a Revelations 3 at some point <laughs> that, that'll, that'll explain it. We have the Vendetta movie coming up in May uh, that should hopefully tie into it quite nicely. So do do the movies uh supposed to uh complement the game stories? Have you seen uh the the CG movies Resident Evil uh, Degeneration and Resident Evil Damnation? No, I didn't. Are they good? I mean, yeah, if you like the games and you like the universe, I think they're they're definitely a nice thing to watch. Um they definitely do uh factor into the overall series uh story. So it's you know they feature the same characters and you you shouldn't get them confused with the live action Resident Evil movies because those are completely unrelated to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unrelated to uh, the games themselves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I expect them to revisit these plot lines in the future uh, if 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 past if precedent is to give any indication. We'll yeah. see, you know, like other side stories. We'll see returning characters. Even, you know, that one guy, Lucas, he kind of gets away and he's not uh, his. You remember Lucas, right? The the son. Didn't of, didn't we kill him? No, no. We, we killed Jack. We killed Marguerite and uh, Zoe ah, ends, up, ends up dying. So uh, uh, b- before we escape with Zoe, there, there was a boss. I thought I thought that was Lucas, but that's not. That huh? was Jack. That was Jack. Who's Jack came, the, who, the father? The father who who came back for like an encore appearance. Ah, ah. Yeah, I, I, I found it really interesting how he really does drop off the radar for you know right after the first part of the game. Like if you speed run through the game, Jack will not be a factor. Maybe after like forty five minutes, but yeah, he does. He does kind of come back, and I can understand why you got that confused because he mm. he pretty much disappears, right? Uh, he, yeah, I, I thought I killed him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you after the chainsaw boss battle, uh, he doesn't come back until that specific scene. So, yeah, yeah. He, you, the game does kind of go a long time without him. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, just now, uh, before recording, I, I played that first hour. Um, I played right up until I, I, I opened that door to the main hall, which basically means I played. The, the 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 beginning with Mia, which was really terrifying, um, um, because I played it before and I also saw my friend play the first hour and he freaked out when he played the first hour. It was just way too much for him and and by the end of it he just paused and he told me I can't play this game. This is just way too much. But like when you're walking with Mia and then um, 
um suddenly she disappears and and you have so you hear you hear knocking on the door like someone is knocking at the door heavily and then you go and open the door and you realize what you need to do which is you have to descend the stairs and then when you do that you you, you see Mia just jumping at you and it's just really um a scary scene and the scene after that or maybe the section after that which is when you're on the dinner table with with the family and then um, I, th- I think the phone or maybe the door uh the phone rings and uh Jack and Lucas just go and you know you, you just uh look in the kitchen in the room nearby and um you go outside near the garage and then when you go to a specific screen and you start walking, Jack, you, you see just Jack walking and that's just so terrifying to see him because you know you're not supposed to be walking. You, you, you basically broke the chair and, 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 uh, um, he, that Jack thinks that you're just still trapped in the chair. So when he, when Jack sees you and starts chasing you, that was such an uh, intense I, and terrifying thing. I cannot imagine that in VR. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm eventually going to play it. Like, I, honestly, I, I bought a PSVR and I sold it <laughs> because, mm. Mm. uh, I, 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 I didn't know how I felt about, uh, owning one just for RE7, but I'll probably pick one up at some point and then try it or, or borrow one from someone. But yeah, that first sequence is something. Um, actually, like on my replays, I'm dying in that sequence when I hadn't died before, so I have to wonder if they're making the game harder on the replay than than uh, the first time around. I, I think just because I knew what to do, um, so f- when I go and when he sees me, I just, you know, I go back to the kitchen, he follows me, and then I, I escape and I go grab the key. But the thing is... Um, there is one section when so if he if you're in the kitchen and he enters the kitchen and you try to escape he won't follow you he will break the wall right do you remember right. yeah and when that happened in vr i mean though i mean i've played it i know this but when it happened i screamed <laughs> because <laughs> it, I, it just felt so scary to see an axe just come in front of me just like that and uh it was an intense section i, I and i think this speaks more to me being afraid of of a chasing sections in any game any game even even if it's just an action game if there's someone chasing me it's just way too terrifying for me so um this whole like this this first hour or hour and a half was some intense intense uh thing that i wasn't expecting to see and it i felt so at ease when i finally uh uh, uh I didn't kill him. I, I beat him in, in, in the garage and mm. I got that thing that opened the main hole for me. But I even remember like in this, in this, uh, uh, in this, in this, I don't know what to say section mm-hmm. with the main hole and the different rooms. There is one point when I got out one of the rooms to the main hall and I opened it and I see Jack opening the door to the main hall downstairs and coming. And that felt scary because mm. I think the game sets itself to let you think that no one is going to be here and you're just alone exploring this thing. And the main hall usually is just empty, like no one's there. So to see Jack coming inside and and, and following you, it was really a terrifying thing, uh, I thought. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it was interesting to see how they uh then took the game in a different direction when you open the door to the house you see a trailer and you can go there and level up no not level up you you basically just uh, increase your health or increase your uh, reload speed and i did a stupid thing i got the magnum i wish i didn't get the magnum because it 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 costs i think eight coins Nine and it's coins. just not worth yeah. yeah it's not worth it it's just not worth it i i only used it at the very end and and just made me wish you, i used you those coins. easy mode right <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can never do normal. This game is just way too yeah, intense for me to it, <laughs> to worry about finishing it. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure in normal mode, uh, it's probably a lot more useful. Um, I, I yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe. I I beat Resident Evil Five in professional. I beat uh, RE Six in No Hope before, but RE Seven even on normal, it was too much for me. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was able to get through it eventually. It's just that it's it's tough and yeah. Uh, I think I think maybe the good thing is that when you die, they don't necessarily uh, load your last save point, mm-hmm. but they oh, have yeah, auto save, which is really helpful. With right, that. right. Um, and uh, so when when you finish from from this uh, mm-hmm. uh, house section and you open the door to the trailer, you then um, have I think. There is a greenhouse where Margaret is is there, I think. Am yes, I, I... yeah, Mar- Marguerite. Um, and she, unfortunately, isn't anywhere as interesting as Jack is. Yeah. She's actually, yeah. like, she, she, she dies pretty quickly. Like, she doesn't... She gets knocked down once, but then you get to kill her for real, and it's not terribly difficult. Uh, yeah, um, uh, she, she did, um, you know, when you get the video to play as uh, Mia... Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're supposed to just stay away from her, and if she sees you, you're basically mm-hmm. dead. That was really, uh, I, th- I thought it did a good job at scaring me because oh, when yeah. you see her walking, it's just way too intense. And and she did catch me maybe two or three times, and it's mm-hmm. just so scary because you just see her rush through to you, and basically you're dead. So when I get to see her with, with being Ethan, it was still scary, even though she just stands there and she just spawns those bugs at you. But even then, it was uh, it was a bit uh, intense. And then uh, after that, after the section with Margaret, you, you get the flashlight or the headlight or or like like sorry the lamp you get the lamp Mm. from her so you can open open a section where you basically i I thought that section was was one of the most terrifying in the game oh yeah that was that was a very um code veronica like Mm. uh but much more frightening because you know you, you gain access to the secret area and there's like a huge secret yeah thing uh in in that part and you're just kind of headed deeper into the house and and what what was really scary is you know you're in the kids room and then you see a, a chair that's rocking by itself mm-hmm. but there's a teddy bear on the chair and when you go and examine the teddy bear like as you're like using the analog to to flip it upside mm-hmm. down the teddy bear slowly turns black like f- f- from being uh, purple and white into just black and at that moment, you know, okay, I'm not alone in here. I know I'm not alone in here, but that moment just makes it much more so. And I, I honestly don't exactly remember what's in there just because 
it was so intense and I was mm-hmm. so afraid and my heart was racing that I remember the beginning. I remember getting out of it, but I just don't remember what happened. And it was just right. way, way too scary. Yeah, that, that, that part was amazing. Um, yeah, it's my favorite. Know, boss, boss fight was kind of meh, but, um, mm-hmm. I really like, did like that entire area. That, that area to me is like a parallel to the, uh, what's it called in, in remake, in, in Resident Evil 1, um, the guardhouse. The, the middle part like you know it's 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 another house but it's not like the mansion yeah and yes, you know yes, the, the, yes, the, yes. the whole plant and bug yep. and wasp theme also seem to yep. carry over and that's right you also have uh, i forgot what's her name the character that uh follows you around and remake oh lisa, lisa yeah there yeah. Were, i don't know if you remember lisa's room in remake but there were like there was like one part in the middle of the game like it's like a dark damp caverns with candles mm um yeah actually yeah that part you were just talking about reminded me a lot about lisa trevor's yeah. uh area yeah. because of the candles and that's right. the, the child's room and yeah. um so yeah I, I do think it's interesting how, how how it looks really similar to that and mm. just makes you wonder if, if they relate somehow and uh mm. I, I i think after that we lucas parts starts oh playing, yeah which is, that, that he wants you to do some puzzles yeah, that mm. part reminded me of Darkside Chronicles, um, or even Code Veronica, because there's one part where you're being stalked by Alfred in that game, and there are a lot of traps, and there's a lot of like uh, dead ends, and you're mm-hmm. uh, you're you're you have to try not to get caught in a trap. So I thought mm-hmm. maybe that was kind of a Code Veronica like sequence. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and and that it was it was kind of annoying actually, maybe. <laughs> um, it is. I I didn't like the fact that he just places so many uh, traps. Right, uh, like the explosives. Yeah, uh, in, in I mean, the, the from all, from all the sections in the game, I think Lucas's uh, um, not mission, Lucas's parts or sections are my least favorite, just because they do have puzzles, but I mean, it's just I don't know. They're not bad. They're just not not. I didn't feel they were that good um and after that you i think you play in the ship right mm-hmm. after you, yeah. you open everything and you buy you, you fight you fight jack again and after that uh you know you have the the the, 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 the tunnels yeah you you have the items that zoe wants you to bring and then it, it, they give you this choice between choosing to save Zoe or choosing to save Mia and at the beginning <laughs> I chose uh, Zoe just because oh, I really? thought well yeah I, I thought well screw Mia I mean I, I don't like her I don't want her she tried to kill me at the beginning and yeah maybe she's my wife but Zoe has been helpful so let's save her mm. and what was interesting is if you choose Zoe then um at the part where you at the at the last part of the ship where you're controlling Mia and then they shift perspective back to Ethan mm-hmm. when Mia saves you she just uh, gets obsessed by uh, Evelyn she gets possessed again yeah yeah she's really mad at you for going uh, uh, with, with for saving Zoe and she starts calling you names and mm. If you save her, she would basically just save you, and she would uh, lock herself inside the room and just let you go. Yeah, that, 
subtle difference. Really, yeah. yeah. It's really subtle. It, it doesn't change mm. that much, but I thought it was really well done uh, because right. I, I just kept thinking, what will she do? Because the first time I saw her, basically I had to kill her. So what's going to happen here? So that was nice. And then at the end, of course, you uh, she's with you in, in the helicopter. Mm. But if you, if you choose Zoe, she's not there because you killed her. So Right, right. Absolutely. So, uh, does, does Evelyn, uh, tie into the, like the main story in, in any other way other than being just a bio weapon that they tried to create and that ended up just backfiring on them? That, that's my understanding. Uh, that Evelyn was an experiment and that went completely wrong. I actually didn't get the part of she was actually related to the Bakers or not. She's not the mother of the Bakers, right? It's just that she looked, she aged because of the virus, which so it looked like she was their yeah. mother, but that was kind of a, kind of a misnomer, right? I think this, this was a really fantastic, uh, twist, twist because at the end, yeah, j- just before, um, you, when you, when you get the, 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 the injection to kill her, you see a document that says it, it's a it's a five page document, and at the end, uh, page five, it says that for some reason, uh, this Evelyn is 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 like her skin is getting wrinkly and she's getting white hair. And when I read that, I didn't really connect with the with the with the old lady. I just tried to imagine this kid that I'm seeing everywhere having you know just strains of, of white hair but then when you I, th- I think when you exit that room you see a photo that's flipped and when you press X you see that it says E001 which is you know test subject mm. one and when you flip that you see the old lady and then it hits you that Evelyn is this old lady which was really I, I, I love this reveal I love this scene well you can you can actually find that at the very beginning of the game but you don't yeah. make that connection because you probably forgot no. about it, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm. Uh, j- just now when I when I replayed it in VR, I went looking for the picture and I did find it, and it still says E zero zero one. But you just simply don't think much about that. Mm. And um, um, I think what happened is that you know, for some reason she wants a family, so I think she. After that explosion with the, with 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 the maybe laboratory or maybe the ship, the closest thing that she could find was the Baker residence. So I think she went there. She she possessed them all, and then she started kidnapping people. And um, uh, I don't know if she kidnapped more people. Maybe there are more people that are dead inside the Baker house. I'm not sure about that. But my understanding is that she kidnapped Mia for some reason she and she possessed Mia to record those videos to attract you there so it was an interesting way to uh, to set up the story and to realize that these Baker guys are really not bad guys they were just used by uh, Evelyn um, and in general I, I did enjoy the story I, I, I liked this this reveal that Evelyn is, is the old lady by the end and um the, the boss fight was mostly cinematic instead of being challenging, which I thought, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. Um, it, it's not difficult. It's uh, RE2 style. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm. it's, it's, um, uh, uh, it was a 
fine boss fight. It's it's not challenging. And I mean, I went there expecting I'm gonna be using all my uh, you know grenade launcher and everything, but uh, that was not the point of the fight. They 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 just mm-hmm. wanted to deliver you that cinematic. Uh, um, feel. I mean, you still have to kill it. Uh, you can't just let it auto play, but, um, yeah. And in general, it was, um, a very, very enjoyable experience. Uh, the ship was really stressful place to <laughs> play just because it's dark mm-hmm. all the time. And uh, at one point when you're supposed to grab that fuse from the first floor mm-hmm. and you have to go, the first floor and you know that there are two monsters there and you just have to go really quick grab the fuse and then go back the elevator and that that was too intense for me even on the second playthrough but um yeah uh, in general i i really enjoyed most of the game and the things that i didn't enjoy that much which are the bosses and the lucas stuff uh i i don't mind them that much just because i i thought the game shined at the other stuff and um i look forward to seeing how it will play out with the dlcs whether like what will what they'll they'll deliver in terms of story and um um in terms of gameplay i'm i'm really interested to see how they'll uh, uh expand upon that because i enjoyed uh enjoyed all of what I played, but uh, I also look forward to uh, playing Resident Evil 4 and maybe 5 as well with you and I want to play Revelations 1 as well, I mean this game got me to want to play all of them, I, I do have all of them on, on BC, I, I just mm. uh, uh, now I have an excuse to play them and maybe after I play all of these I will have a better understanding of where 7 stands, just because it's so new, it's really difficult to place it but I can definitely say that it's it's a, it's a, it's a favorite Resident Evil for me. Did you like the ship part? I did like it even though it was okay. terrifying, it, it, uh, it like the puzzles and the progression and going between the floors. I don't think it's as good as the previous sections, like inside the house. Mm, but uh, I agree. Yeah, I, I thought it was it was it was fine. And maybe just because I, I played it twice, I, I'm already bored of it. That that um, section is basically like revelations. Mm, like mm, mm. like I like if. Uh, I don't know how I could describe it well, but it's basically Revelations Reborn, um, the first game. Because yeah. that game took place on a ship. And the progression style, the puzzles, the things you got to do, the aesthetics are very similar. Um, and this is yeah, and this is the part of the game where it becomes more action-oriented, right? Like Mia yeah, finally right. gets the machine gun, yeah. and enemies start to come out more, and you get the remote bombs, and you can start blowing people yeah. up, and it's... Yeah. You know that that's that's where the game kind of turns into you know Resident Evil that's a kind of... bit closer to the Revelations games than Reboot yeah. or uh, the mm-hmm. classics. Uh, I mean, I, I like that segment a lot uh, because it's kind of an interesting change of pace. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree, I agree. And the good thing about it is that um, it simply doesn't look like the the sections in the house. I mean. From from the mood to the atmosphere to the amount of enemies that that you encounter to the puzzles, it's really different, and that's something I appreciate about it. So it, it wasn't just a re- replica of those; it was just its own thing, and I I um like that. And um, one thing I really love is that when you finish the game, 
So they unlock the Madhouse difficulty and they also give you the Albert. Is it the Albert? The Alberto yeah. uh, gun? Uh, the Albert 1 gun. Yeah. And, and this is basically what I like about the Albert gun is that it uses the same handgun bullets. It's just mm-hmm. way, way more powerful. Right. So I had a save file just before, um, choosing between Mia and Zoe. So I played that save file just so I want to, I wanted to play the other timeline. And even if you like, like when you finish the game and they unlock those things for you, even if you start uh, a save file, it will tell you now you have access to Albert. So I, I took that gun when I played uh, in the ship, which made it much, much more easier to play in the, in the ship because uh, before that it was just way too intense, way too intense to, to play as Mia. And, and for a short period of time, you have to actually escape from monsters. You can't kill them. You only have machine gun ammo. And it just made me so frustrated. Why do <laughs> I have machine gun ammo? I just want regular bullets so I can kill these people. But they, of course, they, they want you to love that experience as, as a helpless Mia. That's just alone until you find, uh, you find a gun and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it, it was an enjoyable experience. I, I, I am, I'm very much interested to see, uh, the reviews. I wonder if people, Will like it. I I, I can't. I, I want to say the game will get positive between reviews. between seven and nine. Mm. I don't. I don't think yeah. it will get any tens. I think. Mm. Um, the things I mentioned earlier, like the problem with the aiming and the combat, can be a little iffy. I think that might yeah. that might be a deal breaker for some people. But I think in terms of the overall quality, it should it should score pretty high. Yeah, I would, yeah. I, would ho- I would hope to see it above eight, but I mean, I can see a few outlets giving it sevens. Yeah, unbelievably great game. Yeah, yeah, and after uh, I mean, when I saw how I mean Final Fantasy fifteen when I was playing it, I kept thinking, well, this game's gonna get a lot of six and sevens, but it just got a lot of eights and nines and tens. So I think uh, I did. Uh, don't think Final Fantasy 15 is is that good of a game. So with seven, I can actually see a few reviewers giving it a ten, just because it's a bold step, and I do think it's in the right direction. Well, it doesn't have to be right or wrong. It's just a good step for the franchise, and uh, um, I am very very interested to see what Resident Evil fans will think about it because it seems to be well it's not a dis- divisive game it, it it looks like a divisive game but when you start playing it it really just feels like a resident evil game it's interesting because um i was playing and uh, kazu was watching my roommate uh, my japanese yeah. roommate and the the thing is he you know by he he's he's played through like the the last few resident evil games four and five and i think he played through six as well and mm-hmm. When he looks at seven, you know, all he can say is, man, that looks pretty disgusting. Like, <laughs> like he says it's so dis, like, like the, the various scenes in the game are so disgusting that he actually gets kind of turned off by it. And I'm a little worried because he did make this offhand comment that maybe, um, like the game will probably not sell as well because it's, it's, it's a little too much for a lot of people. And maybe, you know, he subconsciously has a Japanese perspective and. Mm. There's no way he would know this, but, you know, pre-orders in Japan have been lower uh, mm. than previous games in the series. So there's a lot of speculation that the game won't sell as well here. So I, maybe he's onto something. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I do think that it's a good game. And I 
I would be happy if it sold a lot, but I can see how this game might not sell. I mean, I don't know, but I can see this game. Uh, if if it didn't sell that much, I will understand. Just n- not because of the of the difference in style, but because of how much terrifying it is. Because now, I think after Resident Evil Five and Six, people have an idea of of what a Resident Evil is supposed to be as far as horror goes. And then you play this, and it freaks the hell out of you, and you will just think, I, I I can't play this game. I mean, I can see people not being able to play this game. And if I right. if I didn't um, have my brothers and sisters with me throughout the play through i wouldn't have been able to finish it because it's just way way too terrifying so i'm interested to see how that would reflect i really really hope it will sell because i can tell they spent a lot of time um designing this game and to make it as good as it is um and 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 just having the courage to uh, take a mainline game into this uh, old school slash new direction. So I admire that, and I hope I hope this pays off for them. Uh, I'm interested just basically to see the aftermath of everything now. Now now we finish the game, and it feels like feels like uh, it feels weird to have a game a, such a high profile game and finish it before anyone else is talking about it. So. Um, I'm, I'm just eagerly awaiting uh, reviews and impressions and, and all of that. And, and I expect, I expect more positive stuff, but I wonder, I wonder if it will sell a lot based on, on how terrifying it is. It's a good question. I mean, I think it, it's, it's a, it's a bit of a harder sell. And I honestly don't know if I agree with the, with the, uh, the marketing campaign and the, the the relative lack of information uh that was released prior to the game which is a big contrast to RE5 and RE6 which that's right but but it's 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 you know we knew a lot about what 5 and 6 were going for before they released but with 7 it's a lot like 4 where you know we know a lot about the beginning of the game but then we don't know much about how it ends mm-hmm. um and you know maybe that that might you know work for some people i'm not, i'm i i can't really say either way yeah. So I, I really hope it's successful though. I really want to see more games like this. Uh yeah. but if I think I think if it doesn't do that well compared to like RE six and RE five, um I'm I'm pretty sure RE eight will probably go back to some extent to the more action oriented approach. But I have oh, a feeling God. I have a feeling this can this this style can live on through either remakes or Revelations games or any kind of side story they decide to do. So I, I don't think this will be the last we see of VR Resident Evil or first yeah, person yeah. Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see to see where the series is, is heading after that. So I think we talked enough for two hours about Resident Evil. Um, I realized that a lot of people are now listening to this just because the game is is just new and 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 uh, and talking for an hour just about this. Spoilery parts. Um, um, I, I hope it will also be, uh, good for the people who end up finishing the game early because it's not a very long game. So finishing yeah. it and, and listening to, to, uh, uh, to a discussion that's open about everything that happened. I think it's a good thing. So we, we, we had this going for us. So uh, if, if you're still hearing us, then thank you. And you probably you. Yeah. finish the game and get back to listening to the episode. So let us know what you think. Uh, you can find me at Twitter, uh, at Robocake and you can find Alex at CVX Freak. And you can also, uh, mention Brave Wave 
at Brave Wave Music. Uh, let us know what you think. If you have any questions, if you have anything, any topic suggestions, and see you soon.